Episode 2, Graveyard Rats. A grave robber, a grave robber, a grave robber eyes the riches of a wealthy new arrival to the cemetery, but must survive a maze of tunnels and an army of rodents to secure them. Let's kick this one off with a coincidental question I asked of Kelsey on our last podcast, which we actually cut, but we were going to add it to our Patreon page. But I think it's befitting that we restore it here. Take a listen, won't you? Do you have any kind of sharp fear of something in real life? Rats. Rats. I'm horrified, horrified of rats. Uh, yeah, that's deep paranoia for sure. Um, when, I mean, I've always found them disgusting and just like makes my skin crawl. Um, I think it's part of like the, definitely one of my worst nightmares is just the thought of being like paralyzed, not able to move and rats just hoarding and infesting me and like eating me alive. That would be the absolute <laughs> worst uh, nightmare of mine. Uh, but I had, I used to live in Chicago and there's a lot more rats around there. Um, I had an instance where one came like darting at me as I was uh, about to come home one day. I was in such a panic, I dislocated my kneecap. Ooh. So that was fun. Um, what about mice? Do those have the same? Yeah, thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, rats are a little bit more disgusting, but yeah, same same sort of thing. I'm not really a big rodent fan. I mean, I guess rabbits are okay. That's Squirrels, about Squirrels. Do those, those are like tree rats? Um, <laughs> Squirrels are okay. Um, but. Yeah, any rodents, I wouldn't like the idea of them, like, jumping or crawling on me. But, yeah, you it's mostly rats and mice that are the one that really, uh, yeah, that really terrify me. Even worse, after I had dislocated my kneecap, it was winter in Chicago. I'm on crutches, and you can see in the snow circling in my apartment are rat tracks. <laughs> and then, I'm like, these, these guys are just getting into my mind and tormenting me at this point. But, um, yeah, so not a big fan. If, if, if there's, like, a, I mean, I don't enjoy it, but if there's, like, rat scenes in a horror movie, like, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll, you know, suffer through it. But something, yeah, something like Willard with – or even there was um, the Nosferatu adaptation that they did. There's a lot of, like, long scenes with just streets and crowds and, like, expanding rats everywhere. So – yeah, that definitely, like, makes my skin crawl. And if, if in real life someone's like, oh, there's a rat coming here, I would be running. I'd be mm. out of here. And for the record, rabbits are not classified as rodents, but are Lagomorpha. Team Lagomorpha, then. <laughs> no wonder I don't mind them. Fun fact there. What are the odds that immediately following that recording, a perfect depiction of your worst nightmare would be released to you on Netflix. I can be affected by horror, but I hardly ever have like physical reactions. I'm not really someone who flinches, let alone jumps in horror films. And I have to say this episode elicited the most dramatic visceral reaction I've had to anything I can remember watching in years. And then yes, especially since we had just discussed essentially my deepest fear and consuming paranoia and what specifically that worst nightmare would look like. And then this episode essentially brought that alive and then went even further. So needless to say, definitely gave me quite the reaction and uh, great material to, to discuss, of course, too. 
because I love how horror can do so many things and I applaud it for that. Uh, but unquestionably, one of the most powerful things that it can do is that it doesn't stray away from the grotesque or the uncomfortable or things that really make your skin crawl. And um, especially for once you watch so many horror films, you do have a way of becoming sort of desensitized that you you still, you know, feel are and are in that horror. But um, when you when there's those certain things that really uh, cause you a bigger reaction and really kind of cause you terror, it's um, it's it's good to kind of dive into that. And uh, really anything that can affect you on screen like that, there's definitely power there. I imagine you very much scrunched up in a little ball watching that episode, keeping the lights on. But I lights were off, uh, but it was a lot of me shouting at the screen, a lot of like clenching of of my uh, my hand became more like a talon. Yeah, just a lot of a lot of shouting, uh, especially when um, character starts to fight against the rats a little bit. I'm like, kill those rats, get them. <laughs> it was pretty real. There was, I think one of the rats that had a scar, they tried to make one look distinctive. I think it was the same one that we see as the first rat that bites him. It looked a little bit CG, but overall, I think they yeah. looked very realistic and not just their fur and whatnot, but their their motions, the way they would mm-hmm. crawl around all on top of each other and just swarm. Ugh. Oh man! Yeah, like really, the reaction it gives me. Like I even re- uh, like rewatch some of the worst of the clips right before, so it can be fresh in my mind because I, you know, like to terrorize myself like that. It, it makes me want to like gag or vomit. Like I just find them utterly repulsive, and it's. I think it's like yes, one rat is bad, but it's really those like hordes of rats, like just continuing like this ocean and sea and. um Part of it is also like even just my fear and, you know, horrendous nightmares I've had in my life um, is sort of that a little bit ties into body horror and that like fear of not having control. So, yes, it is that I find rats disgusting, um, but it's that like thought of them just hordes of them just kind of taking over your body where you're helpless and they're just like infesting you. And this this series really rode with that fear and uh, explored it in many and many uh, variations and a lot of ways went even further than that. It really, uh, <laughs> really gave me some new material for the Nightmare Bank. Mm. Well, fortunately, it was only 37 minutes. It was the shortest episode. This one, but I'll say that it wasn't the only rats in the series as a whole. There is a... a- a black and white version of this episode. If you go into the bonus mm. episodes, this uh, is literally the only of the eight that they duplicated, but black and white. Nothing else different about mm. it. The cut is exactly the same. They call it the silver screen horror edition. I'm guessing it's probably like a little bit of like a throwback or homage to um, the time it took place in. I do have a, a small rabbit, not rabbit, but... um probably have a few rabbit stories too, but I have a rat story where I was once at a friend's house. He was not present, but there was a very strong smell of death and it was getting worse with each day. I used to use his computer in this sort of back room of their house up in the Bay Area and I just had enough and Mm -hmm. I found this little saw that was pointy. I think it was made for sheetrock. And I just started 
cutting into his wall. I probably should have asked first, but <laughs> I was following my nose to where the smell was coming from. Mm -hmm. And at the base of this wall, I had cut open uh, a square. And at the end of the last cut, the little square collapsed outward with a, a dead rat, as big as you can imagine a rat being. Ugh. You've seen very large squirrels. Yeah. Imagine the biggest squirrel you've ever seen, but it's a rat instead. And I think the decomposition makes the body a little bit bigger, but mm -hmm. the smell almost knocked me over. And I, I jumped back and gasped. I didn't scream or anything, but it was one of the most horrifying real life things yeah. that I've ever encountered. And I, I scooped it up somehow and threw it in the trash can. And I was just showing it to everybody when they got oh home. My God. And they were just taken aback by how gigantic Ugh. this dead rat was. And it was in, in their the house. Oh, yeah. my God. Rancid vermin. I mean, a dead rat's better than uh, <laughs> <laughs> a living rat. But, yeah, if that happened in my house or somewhere I was staying, it would be good. It was dead and gone. But just the thought of a giant rat crawling through my walls would probably haunt me so much I'd just have to immediately leave and never come back. Mm. Well, the, the poison they laid out for it did its thing, and that's how it died in the wall. Well, that's good. Yay, poison. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice in these first two episodes, we have the exact same specific trope employed, where the main character has a huge debt that they must pay mm -hmm. off, and uh, that's what's propelling them through the story, despite whatever horrors or obstacles might be in their way. And I thought that was odd that they would do two stories back to back mm -hmm. with even an instance where they are each threatened, you better pay up by tomorrow, blah, 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 mm -hmm. or you're going to be beat up or, or dead. And it was so exactly the same circumstance that they mm -hmm. should have spaced those episodes apart or rewrote one of them so it wasn't the same yeah. freaking goal of both characters in, in separate episodes. Yeah, I agree. Probably would have uh, helped the, to space it out. Um, when I was initially watching it, um, I was thinking, oh, well, this is maybe just like a series about the the greed and desperation and downfall of man, which it does go into that a lot, but these two are these first two are really the only ones that really focus on yeah like a debt and that of being a financial you know desperation um, more so um, yeah it, it, they could come off as a little repetitive and I could see if you were someone like just checking this out you're like oh, okay it's, they're all gonna be the same thing but they it actually gets way more expansive from there and. Um, even the ones that do still kind of dig into desperation, it's more like things like loss and dealing with uh, mor mortality and things like that. Yeah, it was a bit of an odd choice <laughs> to have them both back to back in the beginning. It deals with grave robbers, um, as you see immediately. And that in itself, it, it seems like a strange choice to bury people with jewelry and mm -hmm. valuables, knowing that it's just creating a, a target for your loved one's remains. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, there's a bit of a, a treasure hunt if you're into that sort of thing intermingled with this as well. Right. 